Today's episode of the Beers and Ears podcast is brought to you by SorcererNetwork.com. We have the Sorcerer's blog, which has some great articles on it. More coming this week on that. Uh, We've got uh, live streaming has started. Uh, So we did our first live stream Sunday night on Disney Speedstorm. Uh, We're going to be doing more Disney Speedstorm on Wednesday of this week. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this on release day, and we'll be doing more Disney Speedstorm and other Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney games. Uh, So join us on, uh, that's uh, twitch.tv, and you're looking for Sorcerer Matt. Uh, and and uh, you will see some really fun Disney and stri- Disney strategy games and Star Wars games and a whole bunch of other stuff. So that's really, really exciting. We had a new phase coming out. So, yeah, definitely check out SorcererNetwork.com. All right, on with the show. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt and normally, I am joined by my co-host, Casey, but uh, he is preparing for his Disneyland adventure, and we also did a big recording for a future episode. We brought on a special guest for a uh, the season premiere of uh, Discontinued on Display, which comes June 30th, and uh, uh, we did a part two, two-part episode that we recorded both parts this weekend, and so uh, Casey needed to get some other things done, but we did not want to leave uh, you, the Beers and Ears listeners, hanging high and dry with no new episode this week, uh, so I decided to hop on, hop on the airways, and uh, give you my my thoughts, my musings of, of what's going on in the Disney realm. Uh, to give you some context here, so I, I drive 40 minutes one way to work, and I listen to podcasts, and I listen to music, and I'll call my grandma or something like that, uh, or I'll call my friends, you know, it's a time that I can do whatever I want to do, but uh, sometimes I just turn everything off and I just kind of think about various things, and sometimes I, I, I think about, you know, what's coming on in, in coming up in Disney and what I'm excited for and what I'm not excited for. It's a very soul-searching time. Uh, so this is kind of, a, you're getting a window into my daily drive to work and when I'm just not feeling anything and I'm thinking about Disney. Uh, and so we've got you know, lots of upcoming releases. You know, Disney has, has released a bunch of new teasers for stuff that's coming this summer and later this year. And there's some stuff that we haven't seen a lot for and uh, I'm, I'm curious when we're going to see some more. Uh, so we're just going to kind of, you know, go through some stuff uh, today and I'm just going to, I guess, talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This is the first time I've ever done a, a solo pod. Uh, and we'll be back next week with uh, more content. Uh, um, you know, we've obviously got Disney's, Casey's Disneyland adventure coming uh, uh, very, very soon. And we'll definitely get back on the more Disney train. We've been uh, very Marvel and Star Wars heavy um, because that's what's been releasing, to be honest with you. Whereas now we're getting some... Uh, animated movie releases uh, that will be on our docket. So, um, and even straight to Disney Plus uh, uh, things on our docket. So, speaking of new releases, we are. Uh, uh, I'm recording this on uh, the night of the 13th, and uh, this uh, Lightyear comes out this week. And um, first of all, if you go to um, theringer.com. They have some really great articles on Pixar. They're doing a whole Pixar week. They've got a bra- character bracket challenge that you can vote on. 
Uh, they've got some great articles on Pixar villains and how Pixar kind of revolutionized those villains. So definitely go check that out. I read all those today, and there's some some really, really quality content there. Uh, but one of the things that struck me is kind of how this snuck up on me. And, uh, you know, I, I had a realization of, you know, I'm, I'm just not as excited for Lightyear as I have been for other movies. And I, I, I kind of was thinking about as to why. And some of it is just I'm busier. Like I work my nine to five. And then, you know, obviously I said I drive 40 minutes one way. So I got to drive 40 minutes home. And then when I get home, I've got two kids that need to be fed. And then, you know, all the bedtime things of bathing. And for those of you that have kids, you know that while you can speak it out loud and it can be a very simple process, that simple process is not always simple. (laughs) So, um, and I have to read the, you know, I have to read the story and everything to which side tangent, um, I have read, we have a Disney five minute stories book and I have read Minnie and Daisy's sleepover to the point that I have a lot of it memorized. Like the book is not in front of me. I'm down in the basement and I know the story starts out with Minnie Mouse rolled her pretty pink suitcase up to her best friend, Daisy Duck's front door. She and Daisy were having a sleepover. The door flew open before Minnie Minnie even had a chance to ring the bell. Hurry up, cried Daisy. I've got a ton of stuff planned for us to do. And then they, like, make cupcakes and all this other stuff. But, yeah, I've got got the whole thing down. Anyway, uh, but I I also think that this is kind of a, you know, Toy Story is such an important movie to me in my childhood. And I love the Toy Story franchise, even though, I mean, you know, on this pod, I am not the biggest fan of Toy Story 4. I still like the movie. I will still watch it again. I don't think it is an abomination that needs to be, you know, sponged from the record. But uh, this this is one of those, like, canon-adjacent things. I mean, they're, they're basically displaying it, or, you know, uh, not displaying it, but... Uh, um, they're setting it up as this is the movie that Andy saw that wanted uh, him to have a Buzz Lightyear, which I, I think that's kind of a cool bit. I, I, I like that. But uh, I think because it's a Jason, I'm just not, I, I, I just didn't like grab the excitement for it. Uh, but the, the more I am seeing previews for it and kind of clips of it, I, I'm, I'm getting more excited, but I don't know if I'm going to go see it opening weekend. Uh, but I, but I, but I, I think I will probably see it in theaters because I, I mean, I just love the theater experience. The theater experience, you, you just can't beat it. Um, I go to the theater by myself. I, I, I have no shame in that. You don't need to talk to anyone when you're seeing a movie. I watch movies by myself at home. Why is it any different to go out to the movie theater and see a movie by myself? And then... I can get a good seat and not have to worry about anyone bothering me because I'm not with anybody. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I think I've determined I'm excited about Lightyear. But what this also kind of makes me wonder is, okay, we've got this whole Lightyear round. Could we see a Woody's Roundup movie or a Woody's Roundup TV, you know, Disney Plus TV series that that chronicles kind of Woody's origin because that was touched on in Toy Story 2 but I'm 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 curious on whether they'll touch on any other kind of origin stories so to speak of these toys now I really think that Woody and Buzz are the only ones that 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 work for 
I don't think anyone is going to rush out to the theaters to see, well, how did Slinky Dog come to be? Or how did Rex come to be? Or how did the Piggy Bank Ham come to be? I I don't think that that's a real crowd-drawing movie. But I do think that having like a Woody's Roundup thing would be really, really fun. I I think that would be really, really cool. Really, the big hang-up right now is kind of, you know, the voice acting. Now, in Lightyear, they've had no issue replacing Tim Allen with Chris Evans. And I think it works in this context because, you know, Tim Allen voices the toy, whereas the actor person that portrays Lightyear in this movie, if you're following the very complex thread here, he... Uh, he, it, 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 does, it doesn't feel weird. But, you know, Tom Hanks is so synonymous with the Woody voice, I think it'd be very hard to replace that voice in, like, a Woody's Roundup, because Woody's Roundup wouldn't be a real cowboy. It would be actually, you know, the toy, so to speak, fictional character Woody. I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe it could just be the same thing as a Lightyear thing, but... I just think that you know Tom Hanks is so synonymous with that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I just don't see how that could work. But who knows? Uh, you never know with Pixar. Um, speaking of Tom Hanks, uh, one of the things that we also got released was a teaser trailer for the live-action Pinocchio, releasing in September of this year, straight to Disney Plus. It's a Disney Plus exclusive. Um, very star-studded uh, uh, cast and um, uh, cast and um, uh, director, you know, Robert Zemeckis, and uh, you've got Luke Evans, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Keegan-Michael Key, Cynthia Erivo, Lorraine Bracco. I mean, all among the supporting cast. Um, they didn't show much in this one. You know, they 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 definitely show off Tom Hanks's Geppetto, and you do get a look at Pinocchio, which. You know, in a lot of these live-action remakes, they, they, they take the liberty of being able to update the character look for, uh, for a different audience. And, and sometimes it's also necessary because, you know, you can't have live-action Will Smith genie look like the genie, exactly like the genie that was animated. And you can't have, uh, you can't have live-action Iago look like <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried's Iago. But I was struck at how the picture in the still of Pinocchio, it's dead on, looks like Pinocchio. And, and what I love about this teaser trailer is they don't really reveal too much about how they're doing this. Um, I shouldn't say how they're doing it because I know how they're doing it. They do it all the time, mix of CGI and, and live action. But the, I, I'm curious to see how it, how it looks, how Pinocchio looks while moving. Uh, you know, Pinocchio is one of those films that is not really my favorite. Um, it, 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 if, when you watch it, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, there's a lot of... I, I understand that like when these movies were made, they weren't quote-unquote kids' movies. They were movies that were animated. You know, that's a modern thing that we say, oh, kids' movies are animated movies, which is something I would disagree with. But again, in our, in our culture... We, we equate kids and animation. Uh, I think that's becoming less in our culture today, you know, with the 
rise of you know Fox's animation domination with I mean obviously Family Guy, American Dad, Bob's Burgers, things like that are clearly for adults. And then things like Adult Swim on Cartoon Network has a bunch of adult cartoons, so to speak. And there have been some uh, more adult cartoons that have come out in the last you know couple years. One one of them that comes to mind is um, Harley Quinn on uh, HBO Max, uh, where uh, which is very much again for adults. Uh, hilarious series, by the way. If you are a DC fan. It's it's very 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 funny. Uh, it, they make fun of they make fun of themselves in the right way. Uh, they the the writing is very good. The voice acting is very good. Very very good. Tangent. Anyway, uh, I don't remember where I was going with this because now I have gone on a on a tangent. Um, hang on, let me get it back. Uh, uh, Pinocchio and. So, but you watch it, and I mean, the whole scene where they're like smoking and drinking and gambling, and uh, it's 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 it, it's an intense movie. And then you've got Monstro in there, which is a big scary whale. It, it's it's a very very intense movie. And 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 one of the things that strikes me about it is it it, it it's a normal kind of you know again late thirties movie where the plot is okay, but at, at that time, the richness of the plot was not something that was really cared about as much. Like, I remember watching Snow White as an adult and going, wow, th- there's not really much that happens in this movie. It's it's very, very, very dry, but it didn't need to be heavy plot. You know, nowadays we are more critical on kind of fleshing out all the characters and giving them all motives whereas in the 30s it was like yeah this is sleepy he's sleepy that's what you need to know about him and this is sneezy he sneezes that's and and we would all clap for a great character development but and so Pinocchio follows in there so what I'm really really interested in is how they update this movie because that's one of the things that I really like about these live action remakes is that they update it for a 2022 audience and and this is one of those that you know this and i know snow white's coming in a couple years this really is a a true you can do a true update for modern times because okay yeah i mean updating aladdin for a modern audience that movie's you know less than 30 years old so yes there's some updating that can be done but ultimately there's a lot of stuff that sticks around whereas this the audience of 1938 and 1937 and 1940 are way, way different than the audiences of today. And so how they go about directing it and what parts they decide to keep, what characters they decide to increase the role, decrease the role, it's going to be very, very interesting of of how they decide to do it in both Pinocchio and Snow White. So I'm actually really excited. I didn't think I was going to be excited for Pinocchio, but when I saw the trailer, I became more excited. And like, let's be real. I'm a Tom Hanks fan. I I love things that Tom Hanks is in. Uh, You know, I I watching it, not just in Disney things, but in, in just movies he has been in. Uh, I, I, I would, I, I love I love his acting. So I'm excited to see him as Geppetto as well. So, I, 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 again, sneaky excited for that. Uh, 
to continue on upcoming releases, uh, the other the other trailer teaser trailer that released is Walt Disney Animation Studios Thanksgiving film, which is called Strange World. Uh, I am always a fan of new content, new things, and I, I'd seen Strange World and seen the poster for it, but didn't really know much about it until this teaser trailer came. I believe Jake Gyllenhaal is the voice of the main character, and I believe Alan Tudyk is voicing somebody because it's Alan Tudyk and he's voiced a character in, what, the last, I want to say, seven or eight, uh, I mean, since Wreck-It Ralph, probably, because he would have been King Candy in Wreck-It Ralph, then Duke of we of Wesselton or Weaseltown in, in Frozen, then he was Nosemore and uh, uh, Hey Hey the Chicken, and I, I know I'm forgetting some, but he's 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 you know always doing one of these very memorable side characters. He's found his niche there. So so the first trailer came out, and and one of the things that immediately I was watching it, I was like, this is animated Avatar. So it starts out. I really like how the trailer starts out with like this old timey like fuck. Go to this world, follow us on an adventure that's out of this world. Very like, it, kind of how the the movie Up, where Charles Muntz, that whole black and white thing. That's kind of what it felt like. But uh, uh, it, it then morphs into these this family of explorers is exploring this land, and and it very much has this Avatar feel, where there's all these weird looking creatures, and the land is 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 alive uh you know they they like camp on a on a hillside and all of a sudden the hillside like starts walking uh it, it it's it was it was very very cool um but uh uh i i, I just could not i could not uh divorce myself from the thoughts of this really looks like animated avatar which I'll be honest, is not necessarily a bad thing. I think, you know, one of the reasons why Avatar did so well is because of how visually stunning it was. And I think it's got to be fun as an animator to just kind of be given the freedom to say, all right, you just can create whatever weird creature that you want. It, it, it just, it doesn't matter. And... And there's got to be some really fun, creative things with that. Like, I'm sure all of these creatures were created by a ton of people. And then, you know, how they move can be unique and how they look can be unique. And what I, it, there's, there's just so many possibilities. Um, as I said, I'm always a fan of an original story. Um, not that I hate sequels. I'm not as I'm not as much of a sequel junkie as Casey is. Uh, but, I, but I don't hate sequels. And I, I think um, sequels for certain franchises can be really, really good. I mean, again, the Toy Story trilogy is really, really great. Uh, really fantastic story. And even I will admit that 4 can add on to some more of that story. Um, you know, I, I think Frozen and Frozen 2 are really, really well done. And the story that they create and that arc that happens with all the characters. Sequels are not a bad thing. But I, I think it's always cool when a studio says, you know what, we're going we're gonna to tell a new story. And I, I think it's, it can be more of a risk to tell a new story as a company because something like Frozen 2, you're not, you're not worried about, oh my gosh, are people going to fall in love with these characters? 
that's not a worry. You're you're going. You have the market of people are gonna want to buy new Elsa dolls. People are gonna want to buy new Anna dolls. There's a new dress that we've got them in, and people are gonna want the new dress. We've got you know these minor characters that people are gonna bring in that are gonna love. You you have a little bit more of a okay. We've got a base of of who's gonna want the product, and to be frank, who's gonna go see it. Where trying to get a kid excited to go see Frozen 2 is very, very easy if they were a Frozen 1 fan. Whereas saying, hey, we're going to go see this movie, it's called Strange World. Well, that, that, the kid may not be as excited about that because they don't know anything about it. So I, I get it. But I, as an adult, like when they tell a brand new story. And, uh, you know, it says something that they are putting it in that Thanksgiving slot because that's the holiday slot. You know, that's the it's Thanksgiving weekend and I don't want to talk to my family anymore. So let's go to a movie and we have to see something that everyone can see. Uh, it, so I, I, I'm, I am anxiously anticipating that movie. Really, really love the look of it. I'm... I'm stoked. And again, right now it's just been a teaser, so I don't really know much of the plot. It is a family of explorers that is exploring a, wait for it, a strange world. So, and then, um, you know, I wrote a piece on Sorcerer Network, uh, if you have not checked it out, on Avatar 2. That's the other kind of big release that's coming. Uh, you know, the the way of water, and, and I don't want to, you know, just rehash my article here. Um, I don't, I don't want to necessarily do that, but I do want to pull out a couple pieces where, uh, and the one thing that, that I asked myself, you know, that trailer released in front of Dr. Strange Multiverse of Madness, meaning many, many people saw it because, you know, I think, believe Multiverse of Madness is now, uh, uh, internationally, it's like 930 million they just crossed. So clearly a lot of people have seen that Avatar trailer, but I mean, ask yourself, have you heard anyone talking about that trailer? Like, did you go to work the next day or did you meet up with your friends for dinner and people go, yeah, Doctor Strange is really awesome or I hated Doctor Strange. Did you did you see the Avatar 2 trailer? Oh, man, we have to talk about this Avatar 2 trailer. Holy cow. Um, I, I just I just haven't heard any of that. I, I, I think people saw it and went, interesting, cool. I'm glad this is coming back, I guess. But... I mean, I'm in the camp of, I don't think I'm going to rush out to see it opening weekend. I, I may not even see it in theaters, to be honest with you. And that's a movie you're supposed to see in theaters. I, I don't know. Maybe I will. Um, again, I like the theater experience enough that any movie that I say I'm not going to see in theaters, uh, I, I probably will end up seeing in theaters because I have seen some movies in theaters that, I don't know why, I, like I, I paid money. The, the, the one that I always say I paid money to go see, I paid money to go see Balls of Fury which is a ping pong movie, uh, cast up the, like, what an all-star cast. It's got Dan Fogler, George Lopez, Maggie Q, Christopher Walken, Terry Crews is in it. Uh, I, I'm forgetting, like, a ton of cast because there's so many people in it. And, uh, but, but it's, okay, I, I will admit, I really like the movie. I, it, it cracks me up, uh, but it, it really cracks me up. But it's not a great movie, and I paid to see it. Um, so with that said, my standards are pretty low to go see a movie in the theaters. But And, and I do think it's uh, another thing that gets the bump of it's around the holidays. 
And so, you know, your weird uncle is in town and you don't really want to have to have awkward conversation with him. So spending three hours in the dark watching a movie sounds very, very great. And I, you know, I respect that. Uh, but, but I just, I, I, I feel like they think they have a cash cow on their hands and I'm, I'm just, and because this is not the only sequel. If this is just one sequel, I can see it, but they got four more planned within the like next four to four to five years. I mean, this is, this is going to be a big, big franchise and I'm, I'm, I'm just skeptical of that. Now I, I will say, who am I to doubt James Cameron? And I thought Pandora, the world of Avatar, was going to be a weird land because it came so far after the movie. And that seems to be people's favorite land in Animal Kingdom. Uh, it's been widely successful. People love it. So, you know, I'm, I, I can't say that I, I, I have my doubts, but I also am not going to completely uh, discount them. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. We, we shall see. Um, a couple other things I want to mention that we haven't really gotten any teasers for, but probably should be coming soon. You know, both Hocus Pocus 2 and Disenchanted, the sequel to 2007 Enchanted, are going to be coming to Disney Plus this fall, uh, 2022, or, you know, winter 2022. Um, interested to see the first teasers of that. And where they decide to go with that. You know, both Hocus Pocus and Enchanted fans have been clamoring for a sequel for years. And now with the the platform of Disney+, Plus, it, it really provides well for, I think, films that need a sequel. But I, I think if you were to tell me that Hocus Pocus 2 is coming to theaters, I'd be like, really? That needed a theatrical release? And I think it's the same thing with Disenchanted or Enchanted. Or Enchanted Two, or whatever they were, whatever they decided to call it, if they released it in theaters, I just think it 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 doesn't need a theatrical release. I think it's perfect for this Disney Plus, uh, this Disney Plus space. And this is the the great thing about streaming is it allows for some of these movies that yeah, it just doesn't quite need to be on the big screen. It can it can be on the small screen, and that's okay. And especially nowadays with people's sound system at home. I mean, I have a surround sound system at home. I've got seven speakers that surround me right now. Believe me, I can get it pretty banging down in my basement. Uh, now I'm not thinking that Hocus Pocus 2 is a movie that I'm like, oh yeah, turn up the sound. Let me, let me feel like I'm in the world of Salem. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that you know, the theater experience is still one that I really, really like, and you're not going to have that big of a screen with that great of a sound system, but, man, you can get some good screens and good sound systems at home, too. So I'm curious to see those teaser trailers as well. Um, and the last kind of out there, you know, movie that we've just gotten concept art from, and this one made me laugh. So Pixar announced uh, uh, their, the it's going to hit theaters next uh, next year. So actually, like, a y almost a year from today. And, uh, uh, the, you know, June 16th, you know, Father's Day weekend, um, it's, it's called Elemental. And uh, kind of, uh, it, it feels like in the same realm of Inside Out and Soul. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, this, it's this idea of, you know, our story is based in classic elements, fire, water, land, and air. So that's the elements of it. And it centers around two characters, um, fire and water, 
It's Ember and Wade, which, clever. Uh, the fiery young woman and the go-with-the-flow guy are about to discover something elemental, how much they actually have in common. So it feels like that, but what, what I love this is... You know, the director adds, some elements mix with each other and some don't. What if these elements were alive? And th this feels very on-brand for Pixar. You know, what if, what if toys were alive? What if cars were alive? What if your emotions were alive? What if there was this whole world and soul where your soul was alive? And now it's, well, what if elements were alive? And this, this, again, I'm not saying that I hate this. This is very much not a I hate this. But, you know, it's, it's, a uh, it's a, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a very interesting, like, kind of on theme for what Pixar does all the time. Uh, so I'm curious to see that as well. I mean, I, 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 I think that Pixar does not do horrible, horrible movies. Like, even their bad movies are still really good movies. Like, I, I think the two worst Pixar movies out there are Cars 2 and The Good Dinosaur. They're just, they're, they're not fantastic, but I would still say that both of them are watchable. You know, I, I, I think about the worst Disney movie. The worst Disney movies out there are, are borderline unwatchable. You just, you just go, I'm not having a good time right now. I don't love Cars 2, but I have a good time while watching it. I don't love The Good Dinosaur, but the one time that I watched it, I had a good time. And if someone were to say, hey, we're going to watch The Good Dinosaur tonight, I wouldn't then immediately leave or pull out my phone so I could not have to watch it. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's quality there. So, you know, I, I think it's, it, it, what makes me excited for Pixar movies is that they, they don't have duds. And so you don't run the risk of going to see the movie in the theater and going, Wow, that was just bad. <laughs> that was just a really bad film. Now, you're also talking to the guy that went to go see Balls of Fury in theaters and thought it was good. So, you know, again, maybe I'm not the person to talk about what films are good and bad because I guess I'm one of those people that likes bad movies because I, I, Balls of Fury is not the only one. I did not anticipate talking about Balls of Fury that much, but okay, I have to say, spoiler alert for Balls of Fury if you haven't seen it. The, the whole shtick is that there's this, like, underground ping-pong uh, uh, competition, and, and, and it's, like, run by this crime boss, and so they, they have this guy infiltrate it, and they've, they've, they've set up the main villain because he lives in Asia, and so it's, like, they, they, it's this Asian man, and here's what he looks like, and the big reveal is that it's actually Christopher Walken, and so, so it's, like, this big reveal... Okie dokie, guys. Now, I know getting here was a pain, but, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny. I, 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 my goodness. Okay. Anyway, I, I, I digress. Uh, okay. You know, Pixar. So that's kind of upcoming releases here with, with what's going on with, you know, the Disney company. And there's a ton of stuff coming out uh, in the next couple of years, you know, now that we're really in the post even though we're still kind of on the tail end of the pandemic, the world is very much in post-pandemic. And so filming has started and back up and everything's in post-production for all the new live actions. Like I know we've got Little Mermaid on the horizon, which I think is going to be really fun to see where they go with it. And, you know, 2022 and 2023 is, is going to be some really, really great Disney content. 
Uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we go today um, is totally changing gears. Um, so I just picked up, uh, there's a board game out there that I really like. There's a Marvel board game. I believe I mentioned it on the pod. It is called Marvel Champions. And I, I, I want to do a pod on this, uh, like a full pod on this one time, because I want Casey to play it. But uh, if you are a Marvel fan, and if you like board games, and if you like difficult board games, this is the game for you. So uh, it's by Fantasy Flight Games and is a living card game, meaning that you know constantly things are being added. So what's added to this is more hero decks. So each, you know, I just picked up Ironheart and Nova. They've got a bunch of characters. I'm, I'm not going to go through and list them all because I want to say there's like 30 of them right now. But the, the fun thing about this game, one, it's cooperative. And so you're trying to defeat the game. And one of the things that I really love about that in terms of a game night is that you don't have someone coming in and just getting crushed and terrible. If someone's getting crushed, it's everybody. Everyone's getting crushed. And you all feel leaving miserable. But in victory, you all share that victory. It's a great shared experience. And what I love about this game is in some of the other games that I've played, um, you know, one of them that I've played that's really, really good and I still really love is Marvel Legendary. But what I've found is with Marvel Legendary, you hit a point where the game is in hand. You've built a deck to where, throughout the game, where it's not going to fail. You have infinite attack that can just take out the board, and there's no threats for at least five or six turns. This game, everything can be under control, and in one turn, everything can be not under control. <laughs> and that's the fun of it. And so then you're working together and each hero plays very, very well to their powers. So for example, um, Iron Man, his deck is all about building his armor. So early on in the game, he's not that powerful. But once you build his armor, late game, you can use the Repulsor uh, Bless and the Unibeam in order to deal massive amounts of damage. But early on in the game, you have to kind of build up. Uh, you have, um, trying to think of another good example. Oh, you have uh, Captain America where his shield gets thrown and that does massive damage. Doctor Strange has a deck and you have a deck and then you also have a spells deck. And so you can cast different spells and that has different effects on the game. And so each hero plays very, very differently and feels like their hero. It doesn't feel like every hero just plays the same. Flying heroes do flying things, and that gives them more bonuses. Uh, you know, uh, the Ant-Man is one of them, and you can pick whether you want to grow into a giant size or a tiny size, and the card actually, like, flips open to make a giant card, and it's really, really well done. But uh, the, the other reason why this game is really, really good is they have some expansions that are story modes. So they put you into this plot and you play like five rounds and you have to defeat each round before moving on to the next one and it progresses through this story. And that's a really, really fun game mechanic, especially if you can kind of get together with some friends. Um, so it, it, it's really, really, really cool. The other thing I will say about this is you can play it solo as well. And that's how I've played it uh, a lot because, uh, unfortunately, just, you know, my stage of life with young kids, it's hard to get together with people and have hours and hours to be able to play a game. And sometimes when games have a solo mode, it's kind of eh, 
Whereas this is a really, really fun solo game, but you can also play it with friends. Uh, so highly recommend checking it out, Marvel Champions. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I can do some content for it, but uh, I haven't figured out the most efficient way to do it. But I'm hoping to be able to, Casey and I can get together. You know, we did that Villainous episode, which I want to get back together because I just got another expansion for Villainous as well that has Syndrome, Lotso, and... Oh, I can't think of the third one, but I know it's Pixar Villains. Anyway... I'm going to think of it at 2 a.m. tonight when I wake up, but um, I'm not going to spend time thinking about it now. Um, in fact, I could just Google it. Hang on. Uh, I'm not editing this out. Um, uh, I'm not editing this out uh, because, you know, okay, let's see. All right, top search results, Pixar villains. Oh, it's Madame Mim. Madame Mim also gets added. So not all Pixar. So we get Syndrome and Lotso, but then you also get a Madame Mim, which is very fun if you are a Sword in the Stone fan. Shout out to Amy. I know she would be happy to play Madame Mim in a game of Disney villainous. But I'd love to get together with Casey and maybe some other Marvel fans, and we can do a playthrough and kind of talk about it again. So... Um, yeah, I think that's kind of about it for today. Um, again, I know we mentioned at the beginning, uh, sorcerernetwork.com. I, I just started live streaming. It's been something I've wanted to do for like two years. And, uh, I, I finally got the guts to do it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think I'm, I'm one of those people that before I do something, I, I want it to be perfect. And I, I had to kind of get out of my own way and just kind of start. So my first stream had some... Um, some technical difficulties, but we got through it and we were able to play the game. So tomorrow, uh, uh, I'll be playing some more, uh, playing some more Disney Speedstorm. I got invited to the closed beta of that. So if you want to check that out, um, I'm going to try to also download the video and get it on a Sorcerer Network YouTube channel. So if you can't catch us on Twitch, uh, Sorcerer Matt, uh, you know, you can, uh, check that out on YouTube as well, Sorcerer Network. Um, and we'll post links to all this in our social feeds. Uh, which I guess I inadvertently segued to that. Uh, so yeah, if you want to email us, beers and ears pod, uh, blah, oh my goodness, uh, let's try that again. If you want to email us, beers and ears nineteen twenty eight at gmail dot com, Facebook group beers and ears podcast, Twitter and Instagram at beers ears nineteen twenty eight. As always, rate and review us five stars, five stars. Uh, it, it really does help. You know, we've seen some really great growth uh, in in our podcast as of late. You know, we're seeing a little bit of a little bit of a bump. So uh, those those reviews really really do help us, um, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't believe that like Spotify and things like that have a rate and review, but especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take that minute and just even if your review is just like great pod, that's fine. Just <laughs> if you want to give more flowery language to us, please do. But uh, if you just write great pod and five stars, that'd be excellent. Um, all right. Well, we will be back next week. Uh, uh, if you hate the sound of my voice, I'm so sorry. This is your least favorite pod. Uh, but we'll have some more people on the pod next week. So um, we'll bring in a special guest. I've got a special episode planned while Disney- Casey's in Disneyland. So, all right. Let's raise our glasses. This episode has been on me, Matt, and I guess I guess I'll give Casey, you know, Casey's blessing is in this as well. So, the episode's been on us. Have a great one, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.